1: Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, like Cardon, Kaja, Amelia George, and Hey Meave. Whether you're looking for a good Korean skincare or affordable and trendy jewelry, they've got you covered. Plus, you can help to support college access and student success Y'all, and welcome to Trials to Triumphs. I'm Ashley Blaine Featherson Jenkins, but you can call me ABFJ. With all of the amazing things happening in my life right now, I can't help but to think about the power of manifestation. My acting career, my relationship with my husband, my relationship with God, and even this podcast, none of it would have been possible if I didn't put my intentions into each of them. I'm living in the future I envisioned for myself and curating the rest of my life with those same intentions. And my guest today, Michelle Williams, really brought that theme home for me. She reminded me that who we think we are and where we think we fit in are vital to turning our ideas into results and transforming our self-doubts into self-worth. And it all starts with making a declaration to ourselves.
2: The definition of the word future, or even that scripture about how powerful the tongue is, it don't care that you don't know. The law is still the law. Mm. Sowing and reaping is gonna be the law So we can't have the excuse, I didn't know. It's still, what you send out is gone, boot. come on back. And in our
1: Sankofa moment, Michelle tells us who from history she'd want to record with.
2: Just the weight of her voice and what she carried. Not only what she carried musically, but what she had to carry in her soul and what she witnessed Mm. and what she went through as a Black woman at that time.
1: Michelle, Ashley, <laughs> what's Michelle? <up? laughs> Hi, sis. You are just what I need this gloomy Los Angeles afternoon. Woo!
2: It's a somewhat. Are glo- you in LA? I'm in Atlanta, and it's somewhat gloomy today. M-
1: Michelle, I just have to say, I am so honored that you are on my podcast. It is just, you are someone who I've loved and admired for a long, 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 long time. And just having you here with me today is really just a blessing and a gift. And I'm so excited, honestly, just to get to know you better.
2: (laughs) You know, like, Yeah. yeah,
1: that's what it's all about. Do you remember when we first met? Yes, it was on the, well, from what, from
2: on the set of my video, right? Crazy. And I was cast as your therapist. You were my therapist. (laughs) And y'all, she played the role of a therapist so good, it produced real tears. (laughs) Thank you. I was like, Ashley, let me find out you going to Pepperdine to get your (laughs) degree. (laughs) I think that was my
1: first music video spotting. So, yeah, it was with you. It was with you. Yes, it was.
2: How awesome. Yeah. And then, but to see everything that you have done since then, that was in, what, 2014-ish, 2015-ish? Yeah, Yeah, probably 2014, 2015. Oh, my goodness. You know, and it's amazing when you let time do what it's going to do. Mm. And at that moment, I'm sure you probably either prayed for it or— Maybe you spoke a few things in the atmosphere of or what you wanted to be. And I look at your, I, I look at everything that's been going on in your life. And I'm like, that seems like an answered prayer. Mm. Above and beyond what you thought or could ask for. I, you know, you'd be Listen. like, that was, I know that was a prayer, but I was like, God looked like he'd been blowing Ashley's mind.
1: Uh, you know what? And and honestly, Michelle, you're right. And this is evidence of that. You're right. Every time it's better than I could have imagined. It's he puts me in the same space or in the same orbit as people that inspire me. I mean, that's what this entire podcast is. So that's why I say to to sit here and fellowship with you in this way is really God again blowing my mind. It, it, it really, really is. Like considering the fact that, like I said, we met when I was in your music video, just, it was happenstance. Yeah. It just happened, you know, yeah. kind of, you know, be a part of that. And here we are now, both with podcasts. Both it with is podcasts. just, I mean, amazing. So thank you, sis. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm so excited to chat absolutely, with you. Absolutely,
2: absolutely. Thank you for having me on 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 your on your podcast. This is
0: awesome. This episode is brought to you by AARP. 18 years from tonight.
2: Do you like Atlanta? Do you like the Atlanta vibes? I, I like I like Atlanta for what I came for. I came to get away and for some healing, and and mm-hmm. I just I was just in my own little cocoon. I didn't feel pressured to work or be out there. Yes, um, I know a lot of people moved to Atlanta to be in these streets, but mm-hmm. I have literally been just minding my business, healing, doing my own <laughs> healing journey. So. I love
1: that. I love that you were like, no, I actually want to be in my streets, not these streets, just in my yeah. own streets. Yeah. In my yeah, own
2: streets. Yeah, that's real. World. And
1: sometimes, yeah. And I and I'm we'll get into that, but I do want to talk about, you know, having the self-awareness and the courage to do something different and to be somewhere different, you know, to go where
2: you're led. And I think that it's really cool that you did that with the girl. Atlanta, but, um, listen, I yeah. was. Kidnapped and brought here almost. I, you know, I don't Really, know. I, I my cousin. I was on Broadway um, in mm-hmm. 2018, and I had an unfortunate situation happen, and um, the loss of my engagement. I lost my mind literally, mm-hmm. and my cousin came to New York, packed up my apartment, mm-hmm. and brought me here. And I've been here ever since. She and her husband allowed me to stay in their home. A year went by, and I was like, I'm still in y'all's house. I got to get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) And so that was at the end of 2019. Then the pandemic happened. Oh, my gosh. 2020. So I get a whole extra year of being by myself. That's where the clap should come in. And the... (laughs) <laughs> God gave you a whole extra year. Then twenty twenty one. You know, we kind of started getting back out there again, but God has given me like a couple extra years to to mm. get loved on and mm. you know figure some things out. Wow! Wow!
1: Wow! Okay. Yeah. Okay, Michelle. Yep. That's exactly <laughs> what we're gonna get into. Get it? Okay. 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 We're gonna we're gonna get into we're gonna get into that. I'm writing notes. Um, all sorts of things. You're um, doing what I, I do. I to start
2: with a cu- <laughs> you know, on my on my podcast, I'd be like, I want them to know I'm listening, but they didn't drop the gym, so I gotta write it down. <laughs> Listen, you gotta I, I print out all my stuff.
1: I'm writing, yeah. I yeah, I'm very old school Ooh. with it. I love that you are too. Well, actually, I want to get into the beginning. Talk to me about growing up in Rockford, Illinois. What what did home teach you? Ooh,
2: I was just home over the weekend in Rockford, Illinois. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I got inducted into my school district's Fine Arts Hall of Fame. So, I was... Yeah, I was able to sit with my mentors who were teachers who, Mm. you know, there is no way that I could have gotten through some of my moments in school without some of those teachers that were there that night. So... When I think of home, I have good memories, thank God, of home. I have good memories. My Practically my entire family is there. My siblings are still in Illinois. My mother and all of her seven brothers and sisters are there. So we have a time when we get together. Oh, I just think of the Midwestern air, the grass. Uh, mm. I have good memories. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Talk to me about these
1: the teachers that you were just around. Um, how did they shape the artist yeah. in you?
2: So, funny enough, one of the teachers that really shaped me actually passed away um, a couple weeks ago. And I actually was going to pay tribute to him. And I still did in my speech. But there were two other teachers there who weren't even my teachers. They were just teachers in that school. But they mm. mothered and fathered every student that walked past their door. One mm. of them was Miss Karen Portis, whom she was also over the West Middle School choir. And she would ask me to lead songs, she would ask me to teach songs, direct, and she eventually joined my home church. And to this day, even her and her, her and my mom, they both lost their husbands and they go out to eat now. So she's become enmeshed even in my immediate family. Wow. She, uh, she, I, and I said how, if in, around that time when I met her, I was facing depression. I didn't, at that time, I didn't know that's what it was, but I told her and another teacher named Leonard White, Both black teachers. And I said, I looked forward to when I would walk around that corner seeing y'all. All "All right, y'all get to class. Mm -hmm. All right. Okay. The bell's about to ring. (laughs) They did that for the entire school, even though they had their own classrooms to tend to. Yeah. So to me, they were nurturing and seeing gifts in you that you didn't see or that maybe was overlooked by your family. Because, and, and this is not to shade family members and parents because parents, they're working. They're trying to put food on the table, make ends meet. They're trying to get along with each other. I don't think yes. they're intentionally overlooking a talent. But when that teacher sits with you and they see you walking in the hallways all day, every day they can spot certain things mm. in you. So I'm appreciative that they spotted something in me to nurture it. And Mr. White, he took us on an eighth grade trip. He was one of the chaperones on an eighth grade trip to St. Louis. And he reminded me the other night, he said, I'll never forget. We went on an eighth grade trip and we went, we went to the Fox Theater and I stood in the balcony saying, One day I'm going to perform here. Oh, wow. Actually, I forgot I said those words. Oh, wow. Mm. And if you Google Michelle Williams and the Fox Theater, I have played not only the Fox Theater in St. Louis, but the Fox Theater in Atlanta. Mm. Mm. So I was reminded. Of the power of my words as an eighth grader. So if there are some teenagers Mm. listening to this podcast, even your words that you speak as a teenager or preteen can have power. Wow,
1: wow, wow, wow. Words. I have to remind myself of this, Michelle. The power of the tongue. I have to to constantly... remind myself of it because there is so much power. There's a lot of power in writing things down, but you have to declare it out loud. You have to put
2: voice to what it to is put voice, that you really to it. Want. put voice to it. Put voice to it. Yeah. But also, sis, a friend of mine, his name is David Imonitie, he um, hit me one day so excited about the definition of the word future. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm a little disappointed that you're almost 40 years old and you just now realize what the definition (laughs) of the word future is. So he asked me, what do I think the word means? I said, it means something that's about to happen. Mm -hmm. And it could happen. Future could be 20 seconds, two seconds, two years. He said, no, no, no. If you look it up, it means the time or period of time following the moment of speaking or writing. Mm. Since mm. we we, if you look it up, I promise you, it I, he ain't he wasn't lying. I was like,
1: oh, Michelle, you're ascending me. Okay, break this
2: down for me because I'm having all the thoughts. The new Oxford American Dictionary, future, the time or a period of time following what you speak or write. Time Mm. regarded as still to come. Mm. Mm. Following the moment of speaking or writing. Following the moment of what you speak or write. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So, you know. So we are a result of what we've spoken or written. And if you look up the definition of the word past, it's what you spoke or wrote. Hmm. Hmm. Listen. Oh, that's yummy! Oh, I'm gonna perform at the Fox Theater one day, and it happens, or we're never gonna make it down the aisle. Mm. That mm. that happened too. You said that out loud, aloud, out loud. Mm. But it's not gonna happen. Mm. Ring mm. on my finger. That's yeah, it's not gonna happen. Hmm. And only flowers mm. I got are these. That's my only bouquet. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: guys are listening, but Michelle is holding
2: a bouquet of flowers
1: from <laughs> her desk or <her> table. <laughs> wow. So you've, you've seen both sides of it.
2: I've seen both sides. Beautiful. The definition of the word future or even that scripture about how powerful the tongue is, it don't care that you don't know. The law is still the law. Mm. Sowing and Mm -hmm. reaping is going to be the law. So we can't have the excuse, I didn't know. It's still, what you send out is going to come on back. Wow,
1: wow, wow. So, I mean, the lesson I'm getting from that is thinking is not enough. Do not let a dream Live rent free in your mm-hmm. mind. Do not let a desire just stay in your brain, bouncing around, wanting to come out. S- put, li- speak life into it and write it down or declare it, yeah. uh, you know, with your voice, with yep. your body. Yep. That is yep. so
2: powerful, yep. Michelle. Thank yep. you for sharing that. Absolutely. With me. That blessed Wow. That, ble- that blessed me. And I, I, the past two years have been phenomenal because of what I'm declaring daily. You've been putting
1: it to practice. Girl. And how do you put it to practice? How do you do that? What does that look like? For I, you? This board, everything on
2: this board. Yes. Everything yes. on this board. And does
1: board, that
2: change or is that like Yeah, it a, change, a, a, it's, a board. It's, it's changed okay. this year. It's changed this year cuz some of that stuff has already happened and it's not that you don't say those things anyway cuz just cuz it happened once it's like, "Lord, thank you. I still want I still want money in the bank every week." You know, um, just cause, just cause your direct deposit came through Sunday don't mean you don't want it to hit every Sunday or Monday or whatever it hit. So, but yeah, but it's, mine has changed more so to like, um, say you can have all the material things and the accumulation of wealth, but what about your emotional Lord? Mm. Um, uh, help me bridle my tongue. Help me not speak negative. Help me not think negative. Help me not have low self-worth. So I say, I am so happy and grateful now that I know who I am. I am God's child. I have no limitations. I live in abundance. I, but, and, Mm. and I'm, and I'm, and my health is in line and in order as it should be.
1: How do you stay kind to yourself when what you declare is not or what you write Mm -hmm. is not necessarily how you feel?
2: Faith is. Do you see? Faith has nothing to do with how you feel. Mm Hmm. Faith has nothing to do with how we how you how we feel because if 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 we base things if we continue to to. Walk on how we feel, we wouldn't be sitting here today. We would have given up a long time ago. How many auditions said no uh
1: a kajillion yes
2: <laughs> yeah, and if we stay because if we stay in our feelings of disappointment because remember, have your feelings, disappointment, anger, sadness those are natural human re- human responses to. Not getting that audition, hearing mm-hmm. no, you worked for it, you researched, and then they say, no, we're going to go in another direction. Oh, this yeah. crushes you. so it's okay to feel the disappointment, Don't sit in it, yeah, yeah, don't yeah, yeah. stay in it too long to where a month from now you can't get out of bed because they said no,
0: mm-hmm. then, that's mm-hmm.
2: then that's when I'm then that's when'm we're gonna have to say, okay, you're now you're in depression. Yes. Versus disappointment yes. then just then disappointment. Disappointment can lead to depression if you don't say, okay, well, I didn't get it this time. And it takes practice. Listen, there was something that I wanted, and I boo-hooed that I didn't get it. and But I said, mm-hmm. you know what? I don't care how I look to the person sitting next to me crying about this situation. I'm going to cry and get it out. It still stung yeah. for like a week. And then it's like, all right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, a friend of mine gave me the 24 hour rule. Mm. The 24 hour rule. Now that doesn't apply to grief and the loss of a loved one. You can't just be like, okay, you got 24 hours to cry and then get over it. 24 hours for things that you know should not linger for more than 24 hours. You know what those things are.
0: This episode is brought to you by AARP. 18 years from tonight, Grant Gill will become a comedy legend
1: On the topic of depression, were you always able to, hmm, how do I want to phrase this? Have you always been able to acknowledge that depression is what you're going through?
2: No. Um, Mm. In the seventh and or eighth grade, I don't know which grade it was that I kind of started feeling something isn't right. I didn't have a Mm -hmm. word for it. The only only thing I knew is if someone had a mental health issue, they would call somebody crazy or mentally disturbed, but not depression, not anxiety, not any of that. I didn't know. I didn't have language for it until I was in my 30s. A diagnosis. I'm sorry. I didn't get a diagnosis. Mm -hmm. But in my 20s, I did verbally tell someone, I think I'm depressed. That was the first time that I said the word depressed it was in my 20s. Was in your 20s. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm depressed. And mm-hmm. was that when you go back
1: to that time in your life, was the depression at that time onset by something specific? Or do you think you had been living with it for a while based oh, on a lot of different?
2: I'd been living it. I'd been living with it for a while. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, in the seventh grade, if it wasn't for those teachers, I was failing. Mm-hmm. My grades mm-hmm. had slipped. And thank God for the program, Big Brothers, Big Sisters. Skip Gilbert was a mentor of mine that I get, that I got to see. And it's not that I went to tell on anybody. I just, it was just a way for me to be around other safe people that got me mm-hmm. through those mm-hmm. times. And then yeah. I was able to get through high school. Like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be all right. You know, and then it was like, okay, well, I can't wait. I want to wait to college to escape dysfunction, thinking if I could mm-hmm. just go to college and be successful, I'm gonna be all right.
1: Yeah. Well,
2: soon discovered success does not cure dysfunction. Mm-hmm. We think because we escape dysfunction that we're okay and that everything's normal. No boo boo, it was dysfunction, it was abuse. Mm. But because it we think we we were unscathed physically or that we went on to have some type of success that we were okay and bef- and then before you know it that's that suppressed depression and stuff somehow by your late thirties early forties, it comes out,
1: yeah, and how textbook. did it come out for you like how what was the moment when you were like, okay, I really have to get a handle on this because it's coming out
2: and I don't know how I can keep living Mm -hmm. like this. Well, once I got the diagnosis in my thirties, so when you go from seventh grade all the way up until your thirties, now you've Mm -hmm. adulted, you've had heartbreak, disappointment. So you, however you coped in the seventh grade, eighth grade, that's how you cope as an adult. Suppressing You know they say fight or flight. I was flight, so I'd leave a situation. Mm. I'd leave the room, leave the house, leave the relationship. Ghost, like you don't even hear from me, you know. But it wasn't until my thirties that I was taught, that I was told, you have depression um, and anxiety, and they said some PTSD. I was like, dang. Mm-hmm. And so then I had to go through my thirties up until now, trying to unlearn behaviors. Yeah. You know, and it's easy for me to want to retreat back to that little girl that's in the seventh grade who just wanted to be in her room. Cause I don't have to be vulnerable in my bedroom.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
2: Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. Mm. I want to talk about managing anxiety and depression while (laughs) being completely in the public eye. Like, what does that really look like? Like, how do you legitimately, while managing anxiety and depression, go on stage in front of tens of thousands, a hundred thousand people? Like how, yeah. How? What? what is that really? Behind the scenes, take me behind the scenes, Michelle. What does that look like? To be able to get yourself to the point where you can do it.
2: Ooh, well, the the great thing, you know, you know, in my twenties, you know, Beyonce and Kelly were by my side, although they didn't know, I, which I regret not mm. letting them in. Um, but we were having so much fun. The work was great. I I enjoyed the the space that I was in. I think too, I was so like, do I say anything? Because I don't want to come across that I'm not grateful. Because at the time, mm. we didn't know what to say to somebody with depression. You know, when I told someone I was depressed, they were like, oh, my gosh, you guys have so much going on for yourself. Y'all are doing this. You're doing that. And now this person is like, man, Michelle, had I known then what we know now about mental health, I would have gotten the help you needed. I would have gotten you the help you needed. You know what I mean? We just didn't know. We thought that a person just needed to see the great things that are going on for them to make them feel better. And people mean, people mean well. It you don't even just have to be depressed. You could be sad. You could have lost a loved one, and someone will say, they're in a better place.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: No, the better place was here with me. Mm-hmm. The better place, you know, with losing my dad. I didn't want him to be sick anymore. He would have been sick for 15 years, but I wanted him to walk me down the aisle one day. We just try to say things to people to make them feel better about their circumstances. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I think everybody, if you can, to take some intentional time out for your mental health.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And but what is it? So for you, is that therapy?
2: Yeah. Is that my intentional time therapy, my intentional time being intentional of saying no, telling people, the, mm. you know, I I, I, don't, have to, I don't have a don't have a bandwidth for that. I ooh, mm. I'm spent. Yeah. Today's a full day. Can we do Thursday? Can we do what? Can we yes. you know? Cause I have an end time in which because people will work you from midnight to midnight. Yeah. <laughs> if you let them. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Versus,
2: yeah, yeah I I I got I I can't.
0: hmm
2: And yeah. I watch people's body language when I say no. And it lets me know not to fool with you ever again. Mm. Mm. That's
1: Wow. It. Wow, 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 wow. I OK, so I want I want to get into more recent years in a second, but I'm going to go back. So I was thinking about the name Destiny's Child. Mm-hmm. I obviously listened to Destiny's Child what feels like my entire life, right? It's uh, one of the most popular groups in history. But I started really thinking about the name. Mm-hmm. How, I just, It just hit me in my mid-30s how powerful just the name Destiny's Child is. And so I want to ask you, when it came to you, when the opportunity really came in that moment, did it connect for you that it was your destiny? Oh,
2: oh no, like, not oh, in yeah. that moment. Mm. No, it didn't connect mm. until probably... Till we were no longer a group.
1: <gasps> okay, wait, pause. Take me back. Okay, so yeah. when in the in the beginning when you came in, and it was DC three. Mm-hmm. What 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 was that feeling like? Take me back to that
2: moment. Like, was it a call? Was yeah, it a- <laughs> yeah, okay. it was a it okay. was a call. I was singing background for the singer Monica. And Mm. one of her dancers was Destiny's Child's choreographer. And at the time, she was like, I think, you know, the girls are looking for for alternate members. And I was like, oh, sure, I can still go to college and, you know, still pursue music. Okay, cool. And because my thing, I wanted to be in law. I wanted to be a prosecuting Mm. attorney or like (laughs) a forensic psychiatrist or something. And, so was music?
1: Wait a minute. Sorry, Michelle. Was, so was music just like I just like to sing? So yeah, I'm just yeah. It was a it sing was like, over here for it Monica. Was,
2: <laughs> it was it was like a hobby because education wow. education was pushed more so than music professionally in my family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are many musicians and singers in my family, but no one had really pursued it professionally. It was like, oh, good, you can sing. Use your gift in church. That's nice. So that's just kind of what I thought. I just do it on the side. But I my wow. mother will tell you that I was adventurous. I would take risks, have no fear as a child. And so when I got the opportunity, I was like, sure, let's go. Let's see. Let's see what it's about. And then before you know it, I'm filming the Say My Name video. That I'm, I'm a permanent member versus just being an alternate member. Wow. So it so it I mean, the way you're making it sound is that it
1: happened kind of like fast. It just was yeah. kind of like, but I
2: love that it was. But the seeds sown up into that were years. Yeah. Yes, you know what I were. mean? Being in church.
1: You were church, singing back up for Monica, thinking you were just going to be singing yeah, back yeah. up. And God was, I was like, no.
2: I, yeah, <laughs> I was, exactly. I was singing back for Monica, but I was a praise and worship leader in church. I was a choir director, mm. going from church to church. And it just dawned on me as a child, as a young teenager, there were churches who would let me and my cousin teach their children's choir, whether it was a a Lutheran Mm. church, a Methodist church. So I just remember those seeds sown, sowing those seeds with joy, not knowing the harvest that they would produce later on. (sighs) Sowing the seeds with joy. yeah, Yeah. And that's what faith is. It's believing something can happen even when you don't see it. I didn't see professional singers. I saw church singers that just loved Jesus mm. and would sing in church. So now I have a niece who's doing theater and her, mm. her major is music. I have another niece who's playing Effie and Dreamgirls in her college. So because they see me doing it.
1: Wow. So so what I'm realizing is that you were still planting a whole bunch of seeds while you were in the biggest group of all time. There were seeds still being planted. So then how was it that it wasn't until after, we're, we're kind of, you know, we're out of Destiny's Child now, that you, that it, that it dawned upon you that that was always, you know, your destiny?
2: I, because I, I just was having these awe, I, these moments of awe. Like, mm. Lord, why did you take this girl from Rockford and plant her on these stages that you planted her on with two of the most incredible women. And some of it has to do with, because of what he needed me to be doing right now. Ooh. Everything, everything that we doing ain't for us. Everything that we do ain't for the hair and makeup and designer gowns. You know, what people lit, what people have listened to me back then, they're going to listen to me now. Hmm. It's for the work that he needed me to be doing right now. It's not all about us. It ain't all it ain't all about you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's bigger. It's it's always bigger.
2: But I but th- that's what that's kind
1: of the beauty too of um you know the podcast is that I want people to realize that we are bigger than whatever you might consider to be our yeah. biggest accomplishment, yeah, you know what I mean? like yeah. that it's we are bigger than that. We have other dreams, other goals, other things that God other assignments that God needs us to do. Mm-hmm. um so I want to get into you getting into reality t v because. I know for me it's scary. I haven't been approached to do any. <laughs> let me just be clear. I have not been approached to do any. I, I, I can imagine it. It gives me anxiety just when I watch it. And so you seem to be someone who, to me, is so like
2: um, wise. Wise. I'm no. I'm yeah. mostly wise. But that. Yeah. I that
1: mean, was not wise. wise. Wise is it? But I was gonna <laughs> say like protective of your space. That's what I'm that's what I'm getting at. And I feel like reality TV is the antithesis of that. So, I want you to be really honest and transparent with me about what that really felt like mm-hmm. having cameras follow yeah, you around yeah. go through very personal times in your life.
2: I talk about it in my book how I think did I use these words cuz what I'm about to say is very strong. It was the worst thing I could have ever done. It's mm. in in my entire twenty two year career. That was the worst thing I've ever done in my career, and I'm mm. and I know the power of words. That was the worst mm. thing I've ever done in my mm. career, especially when you thought it was going to be one thing, oof, and then it's oh, turned into God. another. I'm not going to blame nobody but me because I had that feeling that said, "Don't do it," but I thought it was just nerves. I thought it was well. Of course, you're gonna have butterflies when it's it's the, your first time doing something. You're your first time letting cameras in. No, the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. told me not to do it. Don't do it. Yeah. I, we was driving down to four hundred five in LA. Something in my tummy said, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, don't do it." And what do we do? We did it. Yeah. And what happened? Yeah. 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 It just it, it it can bring undue energy into projects, your relationship. Some people it works for. Some I'll say this. Have peace about whatever decision you're making. Some people it has worked wonders for. It's great. But I didn't have peace about it. So I had no business doing it. You know what's so unfortunate is that when I when we watch reality TV, we're entertained. But Mm. there's a cost. There's a cost. There's a cost. There is a cost. It's like at whose expense?
1: Yeah. What has been the biggest blessing from that experience, other than what you just told me? You
2: learned. oh, it's it's, ta- it's the biggest blessing is I have guts. Mm. I have cojones to be like I don't have peace about it. I'm not doing it. I don't. And people can look at me sideways. I I and I look at them back. <laughs> I'm not doing yeah. it. Yeah. Mm, that's what you I needed. Learned. That that's I learned to follow your intuition, follow the spirit. If it says no, it's a no. There's something better, or it's not yet.
1: Mm, it's not yet. It's not yet. Michelle, what has been your takeaway from our conversation
2: today? Takeaway from our conversation is that safe spaces matter. Safe spaces matter for people to share their experiences. Yeah, it is. It 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 is important. My takeaway is: I'm glad you reached out to me. Mm. I'm so thankful, and I'm excited for your journey. I know that this podcast is going to reach millions. It's going to be amen, fabulous, right?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well. Thank you, sis. My takeaway is that God will, you know, Michelle, you've inspired me for as long as I can remember, you know, definitely as long as I've been living in LA, um, pursuing my career. And so, God will, when God puts you in proximity with those that you've prayed about and you've prayed for, you know, I pray for you too. Wow. Honor the moment. So I'm honoring the moment that I'm that yes. I'm able to have with you because Woo! it's so special and God and it's so intentional and God knew that I needed you and He knew that we needed to have this conversation today and you know uh, Michelle I just want to say thank you for saying yes of I course. really do love and appreciate you so much thank you so much for saying yes
2: girl thank you. I think she had a part of uh, Columbia Records, and they gave me all of her all of her music that had been um, put on CD stacks. And I just went into study mode, listening, listening, listening. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast is produced by
1: LWC Studios for Own. The show's executive producer is Juleka Lentigua. Its senior editor is Vera Williams. Sound designer is Cedric Wilson. Managing producers are Camille Stennis and Paulina Velasco. Assistant producers are Michelle Baker and Shanice Tyndall. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, and we hope you do, please make sure to subscribe, leave a rating, and review wherever you listen to your podcast to ensure you hear the next one. So... Who is one person from history that you want to
2: bring onto a gospel track with you? One person from history that I would want to bring on a gospel track with me, someone from, oh, Mahalia Jackson. I will never forget when I first got in Destiny's Child, Mahalia was also, I think she had a part of uh, Columbia Records, and they gave me all of her, mm. all of her music that had been um, put on CD, stacks. Wow. And I just went into study mode, listening, 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 listening to Mahalia. But I remember Mahalia playing at my grandmother's house when I was a little girl. Mm -hmm. And just the weight of her voice and what she carried. Not only what she carried musically, but what she had to carry in her soul and what she witnessed Mm. and what she went through as a Black woman at that time. Yeah. So... Yeah. I, I, I honor some Mahalia Jackson. Ditto. That's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear that. Yes, yeah. Thank you, sis. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because. I got a charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking.
0: Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera.
2: Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail.